Heavy Cardboard, Episode 82, Summer of 17 Briefing. Coming to you from HCHQ. Or, if you're me, coming to you from Gen Con. (laughs) Okay, future Edward. Welcome to Heavy Cardboard, (laughs) where we talk medium and heavy strategy board games, war games, 18xx, and... Other related topics in the board gaming hobby. We're your hosts. I'm Edward. And I'm Amanda. First off, welcome, y'all. Thanks for listening. Hello. So it's been a while since we've done a briefing slash catch up. So we thought we would, with me currently at Gen Con, which is weird because it sure looks like our studio. But in like two hours, you're going to be on a plane. So. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, it, I figured this would be a good time to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... As I said, I'm currently at Gen Con. I imagine by the time you all hear this, it's probably already crazy here. Even if this is early morning on Thursday, it's still going to be it's bonkers. It's probably still going to be crazy. So I'm excited. I'm going to be spending a few hours each day. A reminder at Capstone Games booth, uh, booth number 1558, which is just to the right of center. If you're looking at the map on the north side, okay. on the top side or whatever you want to call that. We got a fresh restock of t-shirts. Yes, We're going to we have 61 of them, four different colors. So we have russet, orange, mint, and blue. And we're going to have copies of the Heavy Cardboard Lisboa promo. Buy a t-shirt, get a promo. That's simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not going to Gen Con, you're listening to this, we're going to make these available in the future. We just don't know how many we're going to have, how many we're going to get, etc. Soon as we know, we promise you guys will know as well. Lastly, 7 p.m. Friday at the Indianapolis City Market, uh, we're going to have a little impromptu dinner meetup for heavy cardboard elephants. The address is 222 East Market Street, just east of Monument Circle. Friday, 7 p.m., Indianapolis City Market. We're going to meet outside of Hall J on Capitol Street about 615 on Friday and then walk over as a herd. You're more than welcome to join us or just join us for dinner if you want. Mm Mm-hmm. Or come by the Capstone Games booth and say hi. Any of that works. Or or you know what else would work for just for for me, since I won't be there. What's that? Um, Puppy dogs, pictures of cute animals, cute babies, pens, journals, filofaxes. Just anything to take my mind off the fact that I'm not there. You know, like Twitter. That, uh, that's that's a great way to get a hold of me to send Instagram, me to any send of that, right? anything like that to send me cute pictures. All right, so get on it, folks, because hearing about, like she said, about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. I'll be gone. I need pictures. So Uli's been in the house. Has he? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> we have a German man in our home. Right. That, that, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Spielworks is here at HCHQ. If you saw earlier today, we did a live stream of Gentis, the new release from Spielworks. That was really cool. Uh, a, it was cool to have Uli here in, as a part of that. B, it was really nice to not have to stress about teaching a I game. I bet it was. That was weird, and I, I that was awesome. <laughs> and some of the people in the stream were like, wow, I'm really curious to see how Edward does on a new game because yeah. they never get a chance to they see don't, this. They don't get to see that. And I don't want to spoil it, but damn you, Ash. <sighs> damn you. So you just wrapped up a recording with Uli for... Um, upcoming conversations. Yeah, yeah well, past conversation, well, I guess. upcoming release. Right, yeah. So look for that on Saturday. It's going to be simultaneously released on YouTube as well as the podcast. And 
he touched on some things that I think are really brave of him to come out and say as a publisher, mm-hmm. uh, as well as just enlightening. I thought oh. it was really, really interesting to sit here and listen and be a part of that conversation. So hopefully you all enjoy it as well. And let me know. Let Amanda know. Let Uli know. Whatever. Tell us what you thought about it. Uh, I we, we want feedback on that. But I thought it was really enjoyable as well as eye-opening in some respects. Cool. I'm looking so, forward to listening to yeah, it then. that'll be good. It's been a while since we did a briefing, so I know that we've gotten some new iTunes reviews, so you want to give some people some shout-outs? Yeah, it's been... It was the April briefing at the beginning of May, so hence why we're calling this the summer briefing. So yeah, I, some shout-outs. So from the U.S., big, big thank you uh, for those that took the time to leave us iTunes review. Really appreciate it. So here we go. From the U.S., JT Burstrom, Coach McGurk, Top Shelf 7710, Peyote Warrior, Casey Wynn, Silent FL with a one for a silent, Crody 77, Montgomer Dan, Going Top Shelf, Calf 68820, and this And from overseas, thank you to Scum Lee in Denmark, Titus Man 2008 from Canada, Manelli from the UK, Loki 2896 from Australia, FF Hinks from Brazil. How cool is this? Denmark, Canada, UK, Australia, Brazil, and the US. Awesome. That's just. It's still surreal to me. That's yep. so cool. So thank you, everybody. We really appreciate it. It helps raise the visibility of the show. Plus, it's either corrective criticism, which we appreciate, yeah. or or just is feel good. You which know, we reading also all appreciate. Of these. Yeah, so it's a win-win all the way around. So thanks, yep. y'all. And while we're, you know, handing out thank yous, a special thank you to all our patrons over on patreon.com. They've helped both the production quality and the quantity, as you guys have seen and or heard, as it were, of the show. So very special thank you to all that have chosen to become our patrons. We literally couldn't be doing this at this level without you. So thanks, y'all. Thank you so much. Okay, so we haven't done this for a while, so I'm going to go get some coffee. Okay. And then whenever I come back, maybe you'll be done talking about what we've acquired. All right, so let's just run through these. So temporarily acquired the pre-production copy of Feudum so we can give our initial impressions a little bit later in the show here. Supply lines of the American Revolution to Northeast Theater, 1775 to 1777. I love that Holland Spiel leaves really short and succinct titles like this. That's awesome. Uh, logistics, yes, please, is basically what supply lines is. Optimates and popularities. A unique, and I think unique, applies because it's one of a kind. Take on politics in ancient Rome, all in 90 minutes. Heck yeah. Wasteland Express Delivery Service. Mad Max Pick Up and Deliver. Maybe it's in our wheelhouse. Maybe it's not. But nonetheless, we got a copy and we're going to find out one way or the other, right? I think that'll be interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. The traveling copy of The Climbers, we live streamed this uh, this last weekend, and so that that we acquired it, and then we sent it along yes. its way. <laughs> so that was really cool. We had uh, Mark Street from Board Game Corner mm-hmm. and his wife uh, with us that it was just a blast playing that, and it was very cool to be able to show this off. And a lot of people were like, "Wow, okay, now I see why yeah. why folks you really need dig to this. you need to see it in action. You yeah. really do. So yay! Mm-hmm. 
Illusions of Glory, the third in the of Glory series of CDGs on World War One. The Ruhr, which is basically Ruhrschafert, second edition by Capstone Games. We did a playthrough of it back on Friday. That was a lot of fun and hopefully uh, showed people what the game's about so they can make their own decisions on whether or not it's for them or not. This next one came out of nowhere, though. Caverna, Cave versus Cave. Mayfair sent it to us, and we're going to give it a shot and see if we like it more than Caverna, the yeah. base game. This is a, just a two-player, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, so I'm, I'm curious to, yeah, to see about that. This next game had a lot of buzz around it from certain people at Origins called No Caboose. So we had it suggested to us that we take a look at it at Origins, mostly by Chatty Boy, one of the guys at BGG. And it's a financial stock market game that definitely has piqued my interest. Anxious to get this puppy to the table and soon. We got our uh, Kickstarter copy of Soul a few weeks ago. We're determined to get it to the table before September. Yes, we, we, we have made a promise to one another. We are going to do this. So we will make that happen. Sentient by Renegade Games. Uh, tactical programming game with dice. I like it different takes on using dice yeah. and this appears to be that so looking forward to getting that one to the table and because of all the fun that you had at the wbc with pacific typhoon we picked up a copy of pacific typhoon yes. from game surplus and got a prototype of the upcoming second edition of atlantic storm which is what pacific typhoon was built upon fun clever multiplayer card deck game set in world war ii which sounds odd, yeah. and it, it really kind of is, but it's, really it's a weird just sentence. a hoot to play. It was really, really fun. Good. Really good time. Woo. Time of Crisis. Since it was so popular at WBC, I had written it off because I was like, yeah, I don't know. But it didn't thing really look. everywhere. Yep. And so, okay, we're going to try and review it ASAP sometime in September. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, maybe it's not a traditional war game, but we're getting there. So look for Time of Crisis uh, sooner rather than later. And then uh, we got our big box of stuff from the WBC live auction. So some of the stuff we got, we got um, Among Nobles. Yep. Flat Top. Which is a old, old... Uh, old game. Yeah, <laughs> World War II... Uh, uh, I can't, now I'm drawing a blank whether it was Avalon Hill or Victory Games, but it's very well respected still nice. nowadays. So we got it super cheap in the auction. So I wanted to, to pick that up and give that a try. Then Pax Baltica, which is another block war game that I love block war games. Yep. So there's that. The L2 Deluxe Edition of Breakout Normandy, which was new and shrink. We got it for a song, which was fantastic. And then in a WBC store, we got some not, they're not castles. No, they're just like pawn things. Yeah, but they look cool and they're in the in the right colors mm -hmm. to mark castles in Sekigahara. Make it and easier it like, to see. Yeah, and it was like two bucks. Yeah, they're like 50 cents a piece. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, so that was, that was good. And finally, we got a mounted map for Unhappy King Charles because I'm determined to get Amanda to play that. Okay. <laughs> So what now? I I know that there's no way that that's it. So what's on your shopping list right now? I don't know that I really have anything on my shopping list per se, but I figure since I did a hour, 75 minute, whatever Gen Con preview over on YouTube, I would kind of touch on a lot of the things that I hit on there. 
And I'm calling this more a curiosity list for Gen Con. I'm calling it as such because there are so few things that I'm really genuinely excited to check out at Gen Con. And there's a long list of, huh, that's kind of piqued my interest. So I'll go take a look at it. Okay. So the list of games that I'm really genuinely stoked to check out and or pick up a copy. So here we go again. I'm going to butcher this name again. So you're going to say it instead. Side side real. No, it's sidereal. Sidereal. Sidereal confluence. That's it. Sidereal confluence. It's a heavy bidding trading negotiation game in a sci-fi setting and was recommended to us by a lot of people at Origins. A bunch of people. And then even people that didn't know that we had been recommended it were like, hey, you know what game you should play? It's really strange (laughs) by WizKids, but... Yeah, and the fact that it's out by WizKids isn't the uh, a company that's normally in our wheelhouse. So the fact that people were like, hey, you really need to go check this out. Uh, so I'm determined to pick up a copy. So there's that. Affliction Salem 1692 has a real evocative theme in a short worker placement game in under an hour. But it's you're playing as factions of the town. Uh, to try and either accuse people or uh, shift the blame, it seems, mm-hmm. off of quote-unquote witches, mm-hmm. which there weren't any witches, but right. you get the idea. It's just a unique theme that I hadn't seen, obviously, because if it's unique, I couldn't have. So therefore, just looked really cool, so I want to check that out. Agra, Michael Keller of Solarius Mission and Lagranha. He has designed those two games in uh, or with Andreas Odenal or Oda. However, this time, I'm curious to see what he comes up with on his own because that's what Agra is, a worker placement that looks like it has a, a cool worker displacement mechanism. So we'll check that out. All right. City of the Big Shoulders. Heavier economic game that we have a uh, prototype of, but there is a much more polished prototype that Raymond is going to have at Gen Con. I've already got a demo scheduled, so really looking forward to getting that to the table and checking that out. All right, this next one is coming way out of left field. I get that. (laughs) Spirit Island and the the expansion for it. It's a co-op that some folks that I trust are really pushing me to try. Self-labeled, quote, complex and thematic cooperative game about defending your island home or from defending your island home from colonizing invaders, end quote. And also, each player is a different spirit with an elemental power. I'll be honest, I'm suspect, but I'll give it a shot. I will I will take a genuine fair look at it, but the fact that it's a co-op. I have my doubts, but you know what? I wouldn't have ever said that I would have at all been interested in a game like Millennium Blades. True, true. So I'll give it a shot. I'll take a look. And of course, the Lisboa heavy cardboard promo by Ian O'Toole, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, is it okay that you're looking forward to your own promo? Uh, yeah. Because we haven't seen it no, yet, and, and I want to hold this I thing in my so hand. I am so jealous that you get to before me. I'm sorry. I, I, I feel, you know what? Sorry, guys. No Lisboa promos will be uh, handed out. Sorry, we can't do it until Amanda. Okay. I just want to see it. Oh, I, I, I'll tell. I'm sure. I assure you, I will send pictures. (laughs) But yeah, seriously, this is our first like true massly 
massly, really mass widely produced, widely, yeah. widely available promo. And that's really exciting for us. Awesome. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Sue me. <laughs> so what about some stuff that you want to investigate further? Yeah, so I'm just going to touch on these real quick and just go by name. So 1750 Britain versus France. It's a war game. We'll see. Uh, Alien Artifacts. Basically, I want to see Portal Game stuff. Bard Saga. Iliad and the Odyssey. Yet with kind of Asian art, you're, you're hunting Iliad and the Odyssey or the third book of the Iliad oh. and the Odyssey, which is my all-time favorite story. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, so I'm in. Bunny Kingdom. Don't judge. It looked cool. Fine. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to take a look. Cerebria, the inside world, which is from uh, Mind Clash Games. Anything they're going to put out, I'm going to at least take a look at. Obviously, the climbers and the roar. I'm going to be at the booth. So I want to see. I imagine the climbers is going to be super popular. Combat Infantry. This is the only true war game at Gen Con that's on the preview list. So, Okay. I feel obligated. It's a tactical block game. So block Shay, tactical, eh, but still fine. Deadline. Sherlock Holmes consulting detective, but with cards kind of is kind of the feel I get for it. Yes, that's a co-op, but that's more or less. That's, a, that's a me and you thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Edge of Darkness from AEG, a card crafting game, worker placement, shared deck builder. I don't know. I'll take a look at it. Edge of Humanity is a horror-themed bidding card drafting filler game. Do I need another filler? I don't know, but I'll take a look. We'll see. Founders of Gloomhaven. I want to see if Isaac has done any changes to from it from where the uh, prototype was. Mm-hmm. Iron Dragon is a reprint of Crayon Rails game, but with a fantasy theme. I got to be honest. I, I don't think I like fantasy with my trains, but I'll take a look. Lemuria from Tasty Menstrual, worker placement area control game. And I just like the look of it aesthetically. So we'll see how that goes. Lisboa, uh, obviously, I, you know, see how that's selling. The new edition of London. We have the original from Martin Wallace, but I want to see what they do with the artwork. Medical Frontier. So this is one of those kind of quirky, off the cuff, just kind of different games that is being brought over from uh, by Schmooks for oh, the yeah, Taiwanese yeah, yeah. board game group. So I, uh, that just looked kind of interesting. Mini Rails is supposed to be a distilled stock buying and track lane game, train game, obviously. So yeah, I'll check that out. Mint Delivery, which it's only a demo, but it's the next version uh, from the guys who brought Mint Works, which is a five to 15 minute little worker placement game. It's fun to get a little game. We, we really enjoyed yeah. it. So this is a pick up and deliver. We'll check that out. MOA, I want to see if there's buzz and see if there's uh, any progress as far as the prototype has gone. Nemo's War. I just want a copy after looking at it uh, really close. Uh, Eno Tools artwork, and from everything I've told, I've been told it's a really great story that the game tells from Victory Point Games. Really want a copy of that. Paco Games is going to be there, or that's not the publisher, but you guys know what I'm talking about—the little stick, uh, stick of gum shaped boxes. They made Hue, and I really want to pick up a copy of Hue as well as a few of the others. Speaking of petri- or uh, speaking of prototypes, 
Petrichor is going to be there. I want to see how that one looks as well. Riverboat. It's a worker placement game by Michael Kiesling. That's all I know. It's, okay. It's I'll Michael Kiesling. Okay. Sentient. Well, we just got a copy, so I'm, uh, if this gives me a chance to actually see it and play before we actually play it, cool. Right. Plus, I'll be honest, I'm really excited about a lot of the stuff that Renegade Games is putting out. Even though not all of it falls into our wheelhouse, they do have Kepler 3042 yep. coming out. So really looking forward to a lot of their stuff. I dig the ideas that they're coming yeah, up with. Yeah, me too. Shadows in Kyoto is a two-player abstract, and it has amazing artwork on it. So I definitely want to take a look at it, even if I can't pick up a copy. Summit, the board game. So I met the designer at Essen, and I saw the game there, and it didn't really grab me. But I know there are a lot of people that are like, dude, this game. I really, <laughs> wanna, I really want this game. So I'm going to go back, take a second look, and see... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the game. It just didn't grab me. Uh So I'm going to take a look a second time and see. The Scarlet Pimpernel preview of the novel inspired game of the same name. Not the heaviest, but I've been told we're really going to like it. Mission based recipe fulfillment and, you know, tool artwork. Okay. Shafe is a two player World War II card driven war game following uh, 10 months after D-Day. Literally, that's all the information there is out there mm-hmm. about it. I'll take a look. Terrain Encounters, I think is how you say it. It's the next drafting battle card game from Level 99 Games. After Millennium Blades, I'm going to take a look and see what they're coming out with. This War of Mine, I like hard-hitting games that don't skirt the issue on what they're covering, whether it's Colonialism from Spielworks mm-hmm. or this uh, take of the or this board game take of the video game. I want to actually see it in person. Triplock we backed on Kickstarter. Cool, awesome. Uh, I want to actually see it. Tulip Bubble. I don't know if this is a remake of Tulip Mania, uh, but I want to dig in more into that. The Unlock series, which is kind of uh, escape room esque. Okay. So we we really enjoyed we those. enjoyed Exit. Yes. Valletta, which is a city-building game from Z-Man. Okay, cool. Check it out. Wasteland Express. Again, we already got a copy, but kind of want to see it in play. Whistle Stop. Now, this one has a lot more buzz around it than I expected. So, therefore, it's a game that I really now want to check out, which is a lighter train-themed game of building routes and pick up and deliver. And then two quick last odd ducks for us. Rising Sun... And Pandemic Legacy 2. What? We want to, once in a while, you know, kind of review a game outside of the wheelhouse, but do so as we would normally do, give it the normal treatment that our heavy cardboard review has, but from a heavy gamer's perspective. Be it something like, I don't know, Whistle Stop, Forbidden Stars, but give them an in-depth review like we normally do on the show and expand the occasional reach of heavy cardboard, but also show folks the types and depths of review that we do on Heavy Cardboard. What do you think of that idea? I think it's a good idea. I mean, I don't... So much other media has come down to... It's a... uh, They call it a review, but it's actually like an open box. That's not a review. Or... uh, I'm I'm making light of it, but it's it's not far off. And so I think it would be good to have not just heavy games get the perspective that we give. 
Cool. Yeah. So I think whistle stops going to be one of them and maybe something else off of that list. So ultimately, when I look back over this list, there's a sidereal confluence, affliction, agra, city of big shoulders and spirit island. Everything else is we'll see. Is if you have time. Or or I mean stuff like Lisboa, the Ruhr, the climbers, which we already have. Right. And so, okay, but the rest of it, we'll check it out. I I am convinced there will be some surprises out of this list. There that, always is. Right, no doubt. But as far as jumping out of my skin excited for the games, not really. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Um, I'm excited for the people. I'm excited about the the Gen Con experience. Much more so than the games themselves. That's how it should be, really. So as far as looking forward to playing, I mean... Time of crisis. For sure, right? That is number one on my radar because of all of how many times we saw it being played at WBC. It was just insane. Cool. Anything else? Vasco da Gama. Yes. Which we played at WBC, and that's, that's a really good game there, man. Yeah, I'm really surprised at how much we enjoyed that game. Yep. So more on that here in a second. And then No Caboose, which I kind of already talked about in the Acquired, a game I'm really genuinely curious about more right. than anything. So we'll we'll give it a fair shake and we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right. To close things out tonight, there are three, I guess, first looks, yeah. initial impression, I think, uh, games that we want to touch on briefly because mm-hmm. we only have literally a single play of any of these games. Yeah, and, okay. it, and some of them I haven't even played myself. Right. So we'll start out with they're all new or at least um, two of them are new and the third one is new to us. Right. So we'll start with the new to us one, Vasco da Gama. Yes, we learned this at WBC um, from a couple of fellow elephants and it is, I've never seen anything like it. The... The drafting of the actions is very clever and hooked me. Like, yeah, yeah, and and that's the rub on the game. Mm-hmm. The whole game revolves around this mechanism where there are twenty discs mm-hmm. out here, and in turn order, just going around and around in the table, everybody has to choose one of these discs to place on with their worker to then put it out there. So you're going to have actions from number one through twenty out on the board. However, that's the order in which these actions are going to trigger. But. But some of below a certain threshold that's going to change every round, you have to pay to take these actions. Mm -hmm. At a certain threshold and above, you no longer have to pay. You can just take those actions. So not only is there kind of a, a form of programmed actions, but there's also the risk of... Well, you're betting that this marker is going to move one way or the other. Right. And how much are you willing to risk to not be able to take this action? How important is it for you to be able to take this action? Mm-hmm. The theme, whatever. It's it Vasco matter, da Gama, but, that, but it's eh, okay. Yeah, the theme doesn't matter. It's that that it's this mechanic that it that everything revolves around that is fascinating. It really, really is. It does it is it good enough to carry the entire game? I don't know. But after the first play, I sure as hell want to find out more about it, meaning I want to play it more and hopefully be able to review it sooner rather than later on the show. Yep, definitely. So that's Vasco da Gama by... Everybody. Yeah, right. Oh, (laughs) what's your game, Rio Grande Games, and others. All right, and today you played Gentis. 
I did. So I came into the game. I know it's by Stefan Reisthaus, which is designer of the 2014 Golden Elephant Award Arkwright. Mm -hmm. So yay. I knew from talking to Uli last year at Essen that there's this cool time mechanic in there. And that's about all I really knew. And it's kind of Civ Mm building-esque. So I came into the game today cold. We live stream. I learned it live on 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 the live stream, which was different. Yes, uh, a little nerve wracking because when you struggle, other everybody sees you struggle. Yeah, it, it, welcome. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> anyway, I gotta say, the game was a hit, both with me and Ash. Uli taught us the game, and. I do understand what he's talking about with this time mechanic. So you choose actions. So it's almost a reverse worker placement in mm-hmm. that instead of placing workers out there on the board, you're removing chits, which allow you to take actions. But they have a cost, both in money as well as time. And it, it's either one, two, or three time that it will cost you. And you have this track on your tableau. So you put this chit onto your time track. And then you also have to take these these uh, time, meaning these uh, hourglasses. You can choose to take, if it's two hourglasses it costs, you can choose to place a single one on one spot and a single one on another spot. The reason you might do that is all of those will clear at the end of the round and give you more available actions on a subsequent turn. However, if you want more actions this turn, you can place a double hourglass, which only takes up one space, to be able to save that one space to take additional actions. Hmm. However, the catch is you have to flip it over to the single hourglass side for the next round, meaning it still takes up that spot. So there's that whole juggling, do I want more actions this turn? Do I want Hmm. more actions next turn? And on top of that, there's some... uh, majority stuff going on there's a lot of card play really really enjoyed the game pleasantly surprised i mean don't get me wrong i i had high hopes for it but as i started hearing early returns on the game that look this isn't arkwright this isn't nearly as heavy as that so i was like okay so i i kind of had to bring down not expectations but i had to know throttle yourself back a little bit yeah that look this is going to be closer to medium than a heavy game like Arkwright. So coming at it, looking at it that way, very pleasantly surprised and really, really enjoyed it. Good. So yeah, we're I'm sure we're going to give it a full review here on the show in the coming months. And if you're here in the States, I know it's on a boat uh, going to a certain online game store out there. Mm Mm-hmm. But other than that, Spielworks is already sold out. They're not going to have any copies at Essen. Uh, he may have a couple. And by a couple, I mean literally like, like five one to or two. Th- yeah. Well, no, like five to ten here around September time frame. And he will announce it on the newsletter saying, hey, just heads up. You guys have like in next week, I'm going right. to put these up for order. So that's a very, very quick, brief look at Gentis, the newest one from Spielworks. All right. Now let's do a quick look at Feudum. So Feudum, my first thought was, yeah, I really dig this artwork. I really, really do. I know you're not super keen on it, right? It's not my cup of tea, but that's made been made known. So let's start off real quick. Production quality. Really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, really impressed with everything from the cubes 
to the actual wooden dice, to the thickness of the chits, the whole nine yards. Really, really good production quality on that. I am uh, very pleased. Yeah. I'm not surprised because I I didn't have an expectation right. level. It's just for nice. It. Yeah, it's just really, really well done. So props to Mark on that for sure. Now, A, the rule book is very clear. It's laid out well. It's written well. The setup, I have to say, is one of the best that I've ever read. Mm -hmm. So yay, I was very pleased about that. Not super keen about the blue font choices to highlight certain things, but that's neither here nor there. As long as you're in a well-lit room, no big deal. As far as the gameplay itself, it has some really clever card play. There's area majority stuff going on, and there's interconnectedness between the guilds as well as the area majorities out here on the actual board itself. The iconography is clear. Let me stress that. Yeah. The iconography is clear, but it still takes a little bit for... We both struggled, and, and Matt did as mm -hmm. well, in remembering exactly what the iconography represented but once we you know kind of went through it a few more times we were like oh yeah okay obviously this makes right. sense and the play raids well done um the gameplay itself looks really solid i think the thing that i'm going to enjoy the most but is also potentially the biggest pitfall in this game is the interconnectedness between the feudums and everything that's on the main board on the map for lack of a better way to describe it mm -hmm. in the guilds like if you lose uh if you lose influence on the board from certain or ones that gave you influence in the guilds, you also lose that influence in the guilds. And the remembering to, oh yeah, wait, I got to take that yeah. off. And because I took that off, now you get to uh, advance to be the guild leader in that guild. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that tripped us up the most. However, I do think that after a first full play, after that learning game is out of the way, that it's going to seem a lot more intuitive. And again, I really, really like the artwork. It's it's pretty. I, it, it's quirky. It's different, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I really like it. And so I realize it's not as in-depth of a first look as what I wanted to give. But at the same time, it alleviated some of my fears that I had with the game going in. Because a lot of times with a first-time designer and his own self-published game, you have a whole lot of bloat and you have a whole lot of... Huh, Really? You yeah. made that choice, did you? Right. And I got to say, there isn't a lot of that, and I feel a lot more comfortable. And now I've gone from apprehension to genuinely excited to get our copy of Feudum. Nice. That said, look for a full review, probably October, November timeframe, because I think that's when it's supposed to hit the Kickstarter. And to be honest with you, we would love to play it more, but the pre-production copy that we have, I actually am muling to Gen Con to give to Mark so he can demo it Yeah, there at Gen Con. So, so yeah, that's our first look of Feudum. So, yeah, definitely a lot more relieved and excited yes. than I was previously. That's, so, and that's, that's always good. That's yeah, never a bad thing. Absolutely. I got to take you to the airport because your flight leaves in like an hour and a half. Yeah, that's fine. Big deal. Well, we got plenty of time. We live 15 minutes from the airport. I, we need to go. My anxiety says we need to go. All right, guys. So, yeah, check me. Uh, hopefully, if, if you're at Gen Con, stop by. If you're not, send Amanda cute pictures. Well, even if you are, you know, at Gen Con, you can still send me pictures. Just pictures. Because I'm going to be a sad panda. 
All right. So help her and make sure you say hi. If you see me at Gen Con, even if I'm walking from place to place, come walk with me and we'll (laughs) talk and that's fine. So just understand that, you know, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be hectic. And one thing I saw a thread on Reddit today about, hey, what advice do you have for folks going to Gen Con? And I think this goes for any uh, convention that you go to, regardless of whether it's a massive one like Gen Con or Essen or something else. Stop and be present and enjoy what it is you're doing at that moment. Yes. It is so easy to be like, ooh, shiny. I w- oh, I should be over doing this no, other thing. Focus no, focus on what you're doing. And have fun doing what you're doing. Enjoy it. If you're not enjoying it, either A, you're doing it wrong, or B, you should be doing something right. else. But out of respect to everybody else that you're playing with or hanging out with or whatever, be present and enjoy where you're at, what you're doing at that moment. That's my biggest piece of advice that I can give to anybody in life or, or you know, board game conventions. <laughs> I so, like yeah. the in life. Yeah, seriously. You know, and I struggle with that myself. Oh, yeah. And so it, this is almost as much of a reminder for, my, for me than it is for y'all listening. So, yeah, take that for what it's worth. And... I'll see y'all at Gen Con. Bye, guys. Later, y'all.